Hello and welcome back to another edition of Hindsight is Horrifying, where as a special twist, we are not doing any kind of a like series or anything. Wait, what? <laughs> no, it's just a straight up episode. I was lured here under false pretenses. Yeah, we're not doing our Thanksgiving series. Oh, thank know, God. Of... of, of all those Thanksgiving movies. We need a break. We 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 went pretty hard during Halloween, and I think we need a few palate cleansing episodes. There aren't that many Thanksgiving movies to do. There's like I can think of three or four, maybe. Well, planes, planes, trains, and automobiles. That, Darby That's, wanted yeah. to do that one. I was like, you're already doing uh, this episode later on for Christmas, so no, we don't need any more holiday stuff. And plus, you and I, like I said, we went so hard during Halloween that we just had to reel back on some of the upcoming holiday movies it got yes. a little too real too quickly yes yes so tonight we are talking about a movie that is so 90s it's hard to believe it was made in the 2000s it's deliciously 90s <laughs> it really is <laughs> uh a a movie that very nearly did not get made uh one of uh the great animated disney movies the emperor's new groove Woo! and uh i am jason mitchell one of your hosts i'm here with my co-host darth jader hey listeners hey they said, hey, back. I heard them. Oh, good. Okay. And um, guess what? Um, do we have someone in the studio today for this special film? I don't know. Let's look around. Who is it? Anybody? <laughs> is there anyone here who wants to do this? Bueller? <laughs> She's not saying anything. Oh. Come on. Come oh, on. Yes. Come yes on. Katie. Katie's here. She's back. She is back. She is back. Yeah. That's all you get. <laughs> the super um, fan is defending. She's defending her title as super fan for most appearances. Yeah, and it's getting pretty. Uh, the super fan battle is getting pretty. Uh, it's you turning know, pretty into a heated. dead heat. It's it actually is. sparked uh, Mr. Brown to listen to other episodes. Believe it or not. Uh, let's just clarify. Super fan <laughs> is not contested. Okay, every episode. This chick right here. Um, that's true. That is true. We uh, host appearances. That's what's okay. up for grabs. She is dead serious fair enough, about this, guys. She's got a knife to my throat right now. <laughs> or a Spe- Starbucks. <laughs> Speaking of which, we're going to settle beer. this with a UFC-style fight. Hell yes. Uh, we're between, selling tickets. Between you and uh, and Adam. Mm-hmm. Mr. Uh, Brown. Yep. It's going to be it's gonna be a very interesting fight. Uh, we're going to do it. I guess we could do it in the, I don't know, like, out we'll front of a, City Hall, we'll maybe. Have to be a square. Absolutely. We can't yeah. do it in an octagon. We That's need true. half a yeah. square. Yeah. No, we have to do it in the fountain. Put on downtown. the sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> no one leaves the octagon. Not no. alive anyway. <laughs> Two men leave. No man exits. <laughs> Except for the winner. And then the other guy. But other than that, no one leaves. Anyway. And the ref. Guess. The ref leaves. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> and the cleaning crew. They leave. <laughs> Anything else you want to add to that? No, I'm good. I'm good. I just want to start talking about the party. Oh, goodness. Uh, Well, I will apologize right out of the starting gate, listeners. Uh, We did promise to take pictures at our Hindsight is Horrifying Guest uh, guest Star Party. We couldn't really do that because we ended up staying out on the patio, and it was a bit dark outside, so we couldn't get any good pictures, except for the one that... Uh, I believe it was Mr. Brown snagged of you holding a precious little puppy that's dog true, who belongs true. to Katie's roommate, yes. Carrie. Oh, little Rosie. <laughs> oh, my God. That was the sweetest little puppy dog. How old was Rosie? She was not even 10 weeks old. Oh, my God. She was the star of the show for sure that <laughs> evening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She, she Definitely one of those dogs that, that when, you know, she shows up at a party, the hosts of the party are immediately like, damn it. No one's going to pay attention to us the whole night. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have Friendsgiving coming up, and I'm like, nope, doesn't even matter. Nothing matters. Right. Yeah. Oh, 
we should get Rosie to start to star on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. oh, that'd be great. You'll get, you'll get ten minutes of really big energy and then a thirty minute nap. Yeah, yeah, that dog was passed the hell out by the time the party was over because everybody wanted to talk to her and pet her. Like she was just like I said, she was the belle of the ball. <laughs> Sorry, I am. I am restraining myself from making jokes. I'm trying I'm, to I'm so, talk about the wholesome aspect I'm, of the party. It was really fun to get to see everybody that I get to listen to. That's so, true. That's true. There you go. You know, I've I've met Mr. Brown, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you guys. But, you know, to meet the other Adam, young Adam. Yes, yes young and, Adam. And Meg and Marie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it, was it, it was a treat. And, of course, we were very happy to uh, to have the party at our Good friends, uh, variant brewing. Yes, one of Yum. our favorite places to hang out Fantastic and drink delicious beer. beer. Such mm-hmm. good beer. Somebody's always supposed to take away my credit card when I go yeah. to breweries and yeah. wineries. I the went bartenders back as do soon as, so that they can start. As soon as we were done, as soon as as soon as we were done, I was like, oh, I'm gonna go inside and I'm gonna buy a T-shirt, and I did, and I love it. And then I gave them a cookie because I had leftover cookies, and I got mm-hmm. a sticker. Yeah, they were, ex- they were excited to uh, see a bunch of the guests show up because yeah. when I go in to get our crawlers at Variant, uh, our friends Michael and Patrick and uh, all those awesome guys that bartend there, Bridget, uh, they're always like, what episode are we doing this week? And mm-hmm. they were excited that we brought the podcasters with us. So yes. it was it was a fun party. And it was, it was a fascinating evening. It was full of fascinating conversation. Educational conversation. <laughs> Educational conversation. Uh, a little bit of um, sexual harassment. Uh, uh all sorts of stuff. I thought it was a conversation about small home appliances. <laughs> Is that what we're calling yeah. it? I, I mean, yeah. I, it, I think technically it is a small home appliance. It, is it technically getting flashed <laughs> if the image is on a phone? Let oh me ask God. you. <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. No, I don't think anyone was. I should have been. We got a very I cute suppose. puppy dog and we got pictures of... Mar- Wall-mounted appliances. Mar- uh, marital aids. Kate, Katie supplied the puppy. Yeah. I, I don't know. I do not know what yes. else happened. Yes, let's make it very clear. Katie had nothing to do with uh, with that. I so, drank beer. I ate food. I played with the dog. But it was a, it was it was a very good time. We're going to uh, we're going to do this again. Absolutely. Hopefully, hopefully soon because it was a lot of fun. And I think we should uh, put on uh, social media. We should uh, see if any fans actually want to. Come out and hang out with us. Absolutely, I like know? that idea. Yeah, or like the uh, the hangouts thing that you're doing with our podcast where yep. we're meeting yeah. fellow podcasters. Yep, that'd be fun to see who wants to come and hang with us. Yeah. We will have security there, so you know it'll be Rosie. Yes, Josh, <laughs> <laughs> she'll lick you to death. She's awe inspiring. No, Josh will be there. <laughs> cool, <saying>, so <laughs> mind your manners. <laughs> So anyway, that was too cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I stole that from somebody. I know I stole that from someone. I'm Probably not Jeremy cla- Clarkson. I, no, uh, no, own it. Just own it. All right, all right. It's um, an original. So speaking of originals, see the seg. That, so was, that was a nice segue that there. A stretch at <laughs> yeah. all. We uh, we are of course talking about the Emperor's New Groove, yes. uh, which has nothing to do with Halloween, Thanksgiving, or Christmas, as far as I know. Thank God. Yes. Um, and, uh, I said before it's a, it's so nineties, it's hard to believe that it was made in the two thousands. Yes. The animation um, is, is super nineties, but well, very David, well done. David Spade, Patrick Warburton. Yeah. The people I mean, in it, uh, Eartha Kitt. Well, Eartha Kitt is timeless. She is timeless, yeah. but, um, we're also talking about like Wendy Malick. Yeah. Wendy Malick doesn't have a huge role in it, but she is in it. No. Yeah. She uh, is in it. John Goodman. Yep. And... I'm sure there's other people in it. Absolutely. But it, it's a movie that very nearly 
didn't get made or very nearly didn't get finished. Well, the entire, well, rather, the entire concept completely changed because it was originally supposed to be kind of based on uh, Prince and the Pauper. And it was going to be a story of how the emperor found his doppelganger and just sort of swapped roles with him just for fun. But then when Yzma, who was originally supposed to be kind of more of a, a witch doctor type character mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to a mad scientist, when Yzma finds out about this swap, she blackmails the uh, prince and the pauper into staying in their roles so she can take over or something like that. Yeah. And who uh, was it? Peter Ellers who did the Lion King. He was originally at the helm of the project and it was supposed to be this really epic like next lion king level story yeah, it was like like the sun god or something like it had it, it was had, called it had a dramatic name and he he did you know he he did the lion king but people don't remember the lion king was also a huge fiasco yes that that, the, that was a huge mess it was called that, kingdom of the sun kingdom of the sun that was the original yeah. title but um ellers actually quit the entire project and that just didn't work out uh, but same thing, Disney was really trying to make some changes and guarantee some box office box office success because mm-hmm. following Hunchback of Notre Dame and Pocahontas, despite how amazingly iconic those movies are to some I know Hunchback maybe. Hunchback's fantastic. No, it is fantastic. Yeah. I don't know that it's the more iconic. It's not it's, at all. It, it, it's the movie that Disney has completely forgotten about. Just shuffled under the rug, yeah. yeah. More than this? Uh, uh, yeah, because they made sequels to this. They did. I don't think they made sequels to Hunchback. I'd have to look that up. I don't know if they did or not, but they, there was a TV show. Yeah, there was um, an Emperor's New Groove yeah, TV Emperor's show. Yeah, Emperor's New Groove TV show. And a straight-to-video. Uh, yeah, Kronk's Cron- New Groove. Groove. Yeah. God. Yeah. Well, Trying to focus on Patrick Warburton too hard, kind of like Joey. <laughs> how old were, were you two when you saw this movie for the first time? Uh, I believe we were celebrating a we friend's were, 13th birthday. So, so you, we were 12. Yes, we would have okay. been 12. I was 40. <laughs> I actually saw this movie for the first oh. time this year. Yeah. And and meth is hard. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Meth? Meth. That's easy. That's a hell of a drug. Yeah. Oh, you said math. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh no, this was a movie that and, and you know, as as I've said repeatedly on the show, you know, my family's a very, very Disney family. Yes. And well, that's why I was surprised when we started doing this this podcast and you told me that you had no interest in doing the Emperor's New Groove originally. Well, because the the reputation of this movie is that it's terrible and that is it. No, it's got a terrible reputation, especially among like hardcore Disney people. It's why it, it's right in there with uh, Treasure Planet. See, I haven't seen Treasure Planet. So. Yeah. They're, you know, I they're, think I did. they're remaking it. They're doing a live action. You were telling planet. me about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you guys said yeah. it on the podcast before yeah. because I had to go look it up. It's like, why would you? But why are you, you know, remaking something that just? They can't know. ruin it. That's that's my that's only what you said. thinking. That's yeah. what you said. Yeah, yeah. it's but, funny how the, their stats work out like that because the reason why they made so many changes to the Emperor's New Groove from the original version is, like I said, they wanted to goose it, its success in the box office, but. That was following like Pocahontas and Hunchback completely bombing in the box office. Yeah. Which is amazing to me because I I don't look at Disney as like, oh, anything less than a smash hit success. Like I know there are some movies that just don't fly in the Disney kingdom. But for the most part, when you think about these animated like post-Renaissance movies, mm-hmm. you feel like they're mm-hmm. all wildly successful, but they're not. Yeah, they're not all. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, you know, Disney had come off of that glorious golden era. 
Yes. Uh, you know, with Little Mermaid and Lion King and all these other Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. And it, it's hard to keep that going, you know. And, you know, so it makes sense. Okay, well, yes, Lion King was a big fiasco, but let's get the same director to do another movie because he did make a movie that was a big success. And what they had, like, uh, Sting was... Yes, yeah, Sting did uh, six songs for The Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. And he was originally going to sing... Uh, the opening number called Perfect World, mm-hmm. but they actually got uh, Tom Jones to yeah. do that because he had a younger sounding voice. Yeah, which is funny because Tom Jones is so much older than Sting. Yeah, that's, yeah. Really, that's <laughs> funny to me. But like, and Sting actually had a big uh, part in how Emperor's New Groove ends because yeah. originally Cusco was going to build his little Cusco-topia by destroying some rainforest in the Incan, mm. you know, jungle yeah and sting wrote a letter to the executives basically saying if you do that as the ending i will resign from this project because that's against my beliefs and i've spent most of my adult life protecting indigenous peoples and their lands and stuff and it was like shut up gordon he he had a lot of influence apparently (laughs) you know um yeah well and i think it did actually make it just a more it was the police it, it was a friendlier it was a friendlier ending you know yeah having the small little you know, the little cottage yeah. and then he's got a Cusco Topia birdhouse instead. So yeah. that was cute. Earthy, it was a much more wholesome. End, yeah. I, I do think Eartha Kitt uh, kind of steals the show. Oh, in this movie. absolutely. 100%. She's so, so good in this movie. And like with David Spade, that's in certain aspects. That's kind of hard to do because he's he's a pretty larger than life character in this movie. He has to be. He's like five feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor David. Spade. And he's acting with, you know, John Goodman and Patrick Warburton. Who are just you know, who, big old guys. Yeah. yeah. Literally. But it, whenever we, uh, you know, so I had never wanted to watch it because I always heard the reputation, even though I know better, you know, so many movies I've heard have been terrible movies. I like, I know people think they're terrible. So I, it was just like, eh, we're out of Disney movies. Let's watch this I think at the time it was on Netflix. Yep. And we watched it and we were all just gobsmacked by how enjoyable the movie was. It was genuinely very funny. The script, the jokes are really, really good. They're they're not like shackled to Disney humor, you know? They're doing really good humor. Well, that's why when I originally saw this movie with Katie when we were younger, I was under the impression that it wasn't a Disney movie because Mm. it has that sort of irreverent silly humor that's not typical of a Disney cartoon. Right, yeah. So I'm totally with you on that, especially with, and this is what's killer to me is that you just said David Spade versus like Patrick Warburton and John Mm -hmm. Goodman. Mm -hmm. David Spade and Patrick Warburton never saw each other during this and neither did uh, Eartha Kitt or Patrick Warburton. They were never in the same room together. No. That's amazing. The the, the wonders of voice acting. I know because I think we discussed this on Shrek because we were like, oh, Eddie Murphy and Mike Myers had to have been in the studio together, at least part of the time, because the chemistry is just so great between their characters. What, what animated movie did we did we do with Matthew Broderick? Animated movie? Didn't we do an animated movie with... Uh, I'm, we I'm, did Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Well, yeah, no, I know that. Um, or it might have been, maybe it was something I saw recently, because it was the same sort of thing where Matthew Broderick is in a movie... And he has a co-star, and they don't see each other the entire time. Right. You know? Um, this movie, I think, I, I think what makes it work, because, I mean, David Spade is David Spade. You know? That's I, true. You either 
You either like David Spade or you or don't. Or you don't. Yeah, you he's know. a little polarizing. But I let's to, to give some edification, since this did come out in 2000, there sure. might be some people like you, Jason, who haven't seen it. or Probably a lot. Yeah, there yeah. might be. Uh, this movie, the basic premise, uh, it changed from The Prince and the Pauper, like I said. Uh, so the basic premise of it is that uh, Kuzco is this very... <laughs> douchey emperor of the Incan Empire. He's 17 years old. He's a complete brat. And the concept is that for his 18th birthday, he wants to build a little water park with a pool for himself on top mm. of on top of a village that he would have to destroy and, you know, make yeah. all these people homeless just so he could have yeah, a fancy he, and he pool. Yeah, doesn't, and he doesn't care. You know, well, he's, he, he's, he likes the hilltop, and he yeah. summons Pacha, John Goodman's character, to the, to the castle to basically ask him... Hey, you live on top of this hilltop, right? Where did you? Where do you think you get the best sun? And uh, Pacha's just Which is this, so stupid. Probably the side where the sun comes up in the morning. I you mean, know, you know, it's like it's, it's a hill. What? <laughs> it's not really complicated, dude. Kids aren't really thinking <laughs> yeah. about that though. But Pacha's like, oh yeah, when the when the sun hits at this angle, oh, these hills re- sing. Re- real quick though. <laughs> The song, yes. the song that Patrick Warburton sings when, he, when yeah, when, he, when he's carrying the llama out to dispose of him, Patrick Warburton hummed that, or he sang it. He, he made just, it up he, himself. He came up with it all on his own. Sure did. And Disney's legal department made him sign over the rights to the song. Mm-hmm. So. Patrick Warburton is the he's he's the writer of this song. And to me, that is one of the funniest bits in the entire movie. Oh yeah, it's great. Two, so let me get finish the synopsis really yeah. quick. So uh Cusco's a, a terrible emperor. He doesn't care for his people, and neither does his advisor, Isma, who's this kind of mad scientist character, and she's got a brainless henchman Kronk. So she uh Cusco fires her for trying to run the country behind his back. And so she conspires to kill him yeah. so she can take over because he like doesn't have an do. heir to the throne. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so what happens is they accidentally turn Cusco into a llama uh, and the sticker on the little vial that they were supposed to poison him with, it looks like a skull, but then when it looks like the label flipped yeah. over, so they flip it up and she's like, this isn't poison. This is extract of llama, which, you know, who doesn't have that in their kitchen? Or if you're Canadian, llama. Llama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think the bare naked ladies sing about a llama. Go straight to hell. <laughs> Love you. Yeah. So yeah, when uh, Patrick- the Halloween town of musicians. <laughs> there, I said it. <laughs> Go ahead, defend I just, him. I just Go ahead, something. Well, no, very I'm just mean, like, Jason. Where's the Nickelback and where's the? Oh, like Creed? don't you dare, Jason Mitchell. Don't Nickelback. you dare. Or Creed. Uh, well, yeah, Creed. Yeah, they're pretty incredibly Don't awful. Don't you dare. See, there you yeah. go. Yeah. I mean, okay, maybe Creed is the Halloween town of uh, there you of go. movies. <laughs> music? Halloween town. You mean music? Not yeah, movies. whatever. <laughs> so anyway, um, Kronk is sent to dispose of Cusco's body once he has been transformed into a llama, but his conscience mm-hmm. gets better Because he's a good guy. He's yes, a good Kronk guy. is a sweetheart. Absolutely. He likes the squirrel. Yes. He was my favorite character in the whole movie. And that, not, that's Bob Bergen. Yeah, I love, what? That's the famous voice actor, Bob Bergen. He's been. Oh, he's the squirrel? Yeah, yeah. he's the squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, um, what's his name? Uh, Piglet. Piglet is the old man that yeah. gets chucked off or out the window for <clears throat> yeah. throwing off the emperor's groove. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's literally just walking around hey, and Kuzco. The groove. The groove. <laughs> and when Pacha shows up to talk to the emperor, he sees the piglet old man like tied up in a little tapestry and he's like, oh, here, let me help you down. He's just, he's a, he's a good <laughs> yeah. character. John yeah. Goodman's so, character. Hold on. Now that we talked about that part, there was one part that I got this time that I never got when I was a kid is that he says, he goes, his groove. He goes, yeah, his routine. And I was like, 
huh, his pattern of behavior. He's always dancing, and yeah. like, and so I was like, oh, his groove, like, because he messed him up when he was doing his little moonwalk, and so now yep. I learned. I was like. Huh. I mean, I guess it's true. It goes either way. The but. rhythm with which he lives his life. Beware <laughs> of the groove. Retcon. Anyway, synopsis continues. But yeah, no, no, no. That was that's basically yeah, it. That's so Yzma movie. conspires to kill Cusco, but now he's a llama. Uh, when Kronk goes to dispose of his body, like I said, he has his little angel devil and his angel, or yeah. excuse me, shoulder angel and devil who are sitting there arguing. And one of them, I think his argument is he does a one-handed handstand and Kronk's like, what does that have to do with this situation? And the angel's like, no, no, no. He's got a point. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Which, they, they were great characters. Which I, I think this was Patrick Warburton's first voice acting gig. Was it? Yeah, I, I think so. Which, I'd have to look into that. And, and he, of course, went on to do a lot of really good voice acting work. I mean, He's he, Joe on Family Guy. Yeah, he's Joe and Family Guy. He's Brock Sampson from the Venture Brothers, though, and that's I've never watched Venture Brothers. Yeah, Venture Brothers is fantastic. That that is a show that I it it's available somewhere, like the whole thing. I think it's on Hulu. Well, in that is definitely one to sit and just start at the beginning and just enjoy yourselves. So now we're at the part where we meet Potch's wife, and this is and I. I guess I didn't remember. Yeah, no, and so I was thinking, I was like, these Uh, are such great actor you know the people in real life you know mm-hmm. from when i grew up or when we grew up you know just shoot me with david oh Spade yeah yeah and, they were on yeah. that show together and nina that's all i can remember her name was nina mm-hmm. laura san giacomo okay that, right. that, that was uh no the voice of the wife oh uh, n- well no on just shoot me it was the three it was david spade laura san giacomo and wendy malik yes yes yeah. yes and then um john goodman from uh roseanne, roseanne. Yes, yeah thank you yeah yeah but um, before we get off of Patrick Warburton, apparently, because he does do a lot of voice acting. Get off. In a, <laughs> Come on. That's what they were shouting in shivers. <laughs> Dean. Um, uh, no, but apparently uh, Patrick Warburton's parents think that he's going to hell. Because Be- of this? No, no, no. Not Jeez. <laughs> 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 no, um, not for portraying Kronk at uh, the Emerald City Comic Con. Warburton shared with the crowd, my parents actually do believe that my soul is in peril and that I'm really going to hell for being in Family Guy. Really? Oh. That's what he said. Yeah, but to be fair, they, they think that because they just think Family Guy's gotten lazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, that's why the rest of us Dang. think that. Come on, man. But yeah, so Pacha's come back to his wife and children, and it's it's a long walk to the castle. <laughs> Baby Jesus is out of the manger. What? <laughs> Sorry. That's a, that's, that's a Venture Brothers show. <laughs> I've heard you make that joke yes. before, so. <laughs> In, in a much different context, but yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I think that was Mr. Bamfield's episode of I Memory think, I think so, yeah. when y'all were talking about carnival games in bathrooms. But anyway, I, I have an interesting story about oh, um, because uh, the name, uh, the emperor's name, um, Cusco. Cusco. It's a city. Yes. Um, and um, I worked for many, many years ago. Uh, this is my story about how I almost murdered a uh, a judge. Um, I, I almost brought about his death. Why? Um, we really th- got to videotape these because yeah. I, the faces are just, are, yeah. yeah, we're missing. We were, there's something. Do you missing. really I, want this to be recorded? No, he, yes. know, no, he yes. knows the story. He know he knows it. Uh, I had a, um, I interned for a judge years ago and one day, uh, the assistant in the office said something about, Oh, well, the judge is going to South America. And I said, Oh, you're, you're going on a vacation. And as soon as I said the word vacation, everyone in the office stopped and stared at me like I had done something really, really bad. And of course, when you're interning, that's... You don't want to commit a faux pas. Yeah, you don't want to do that. 
And the judge looks and he says, I can't believe, did nobody tell him not to use that word? And there was apparently in the office, there was a standing order never to use the word vacation. Why on earth? Because every time he had gone on a vacation, a horrible disaster had befallen him. Like he went on vacation once and they rented a boat and the boat sank. He went on a vacation once to like a cabin somewhere, which burned down. So you essentially Are you sure this is not like a TV show that you're no, just like I thinking swear in your to life because this sounds like something. No, so you I essentially s- cursed his trip. Well, and I was like, oh, <laughs> sorry, I, I won't say the word you again. I won't it. say the word again. And he goes on vacation to South America, and he's going to Cusco, and they're going to go to Machu Picchu and all this stuff. Yeah, and they're going to go uh, see the Nazca lines. And yeah, all he, that in Peru, right? Yeah, and yep. so he he goes on vacation. And I'm surfing the internet one day, like three days into his vacation, and there's a news article about a plane crash over the Nazca lines, killing all of the tourists who were on board. And I'm like, oh my God, I I killed the judge. I did it. I killed him. I killed him. And I'm like, I'm looking for the names of the tourists on board. And I finally find in one of the articles where it says all the tourists were, were British. So I'm like, okay, well, uh, okay, this must not have been my fault. Because, oh, man. <laughs> and the day comes when he gets back in from his trip. He probably saw the same story. No, he walks in and he's got that photograph printed out <laughs> and he puts it on my desk. This and is he, why you don't say that word. No, and he says, you came this close to killing. <laughs> and I'm like, but, 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 but it, it wasn't you. you. It was a different plane. And he goes, no, we were booked our tour group was booked to go fly over the Nazca lines. Get out. They double booked them, and literally, the 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 other tourists <laughs> were there, and they were like, "Oh, well, you know, we have a schedule. We have to." And they're like, "Well, we have a schedule too. What oh, should God, we do?" My heart is and somebody literally said, "Well, let's just flip a coin." <laughs> and they flipped a coin. The judge and his family lost. So they didn't get to go on the plane. Oh my and the, God, oh, Jason, The goddamn that, plane crashed and killed everybody. They lost or they won? Right. They yeah. won. Yep. They won and big your, time. your heart is racing because yeah. you, you had coffee. Yeah. Oh, no, that's just part of it. This and story of course, is wigging he, me out. He also, uh, on the same trip, his wife got like horrible food poisoning and apparently that is something you don't want to get in South America. So that no. was your fault. Yeah. And they, well, he blamed me for that one too. They ended up at a hospital. This is the last part of it. They ended up at a hospital and the... Um, you know, the judge is talking to the doctor and the doctor's like, well, she can go, you know, she's, she's well enough now to go to leave. And he's like, okay, well, um, you know, I've got my insurance company on, in, in the loop. They know what's going on, you know, like just send me a bill, I'll pay it. Then they'll reimburse us. And the doctor's like, no, 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 you need to pay. Yeah. You need to pay now. Yeah. He's like, okay, I don't have however many thousands of dollars you guys are just trying to charge me, me just yeah. on me. Um, but uh, fine, get me to an ATM. I'll get the money. Or, you know, or no, I'll go to an ATM. I'll get the money. I'll come back and I'll give it to you. I'll max out my daily thing and I'll I'll pay you guys off. And the doctor says, okay, well, I'll have somebody bring you over to the ATM because it's kind of far from here. And he's like, fine, fine. So he goes downstairs, and there's a guy. They're like, okay, here we've got your ride over here. There's an ambulance waiting for him. They put what? him in an ant. No, I'm not. This is totally true. They put him in an ambulance, turn the lights and the sirens on to get him to an ATM, ATM. to get the money to pay. Thank God. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go there if that's the moral of that story. Oh, OK. There was a point <laughs> yeah. to that. OK. Oh, Sorry. here he goes. Here's your squirrel friend. Uh, Jason. He's Bob the Brady. best. 
And this teaches kids an important lesson. Well, and here's something that like I didn't really it's pay attention very to. Beauty and the Beast. That's what it reminded me of. Why? Because well, he's being rude to somebody. Like the the prince was rude to the witch, and it ends up biting oh, him in the ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm with you now. That took me a second to. <laughs> lesson learned. There you go. Don't be. Rude I love. To I just. I love. The squirrel's great. Oh, he's one of the best players in. This he's like a Warner movie. Brothers squirrel. <laughs> well, it's a great. It's what what ends up happening. So, uh, Patrick Warburton Cronk screws up and. Uh, he's trying to figure out what to do with Cusco's body, and he falls down the stairs, and Cusco bounces onto uh, <laughs> a Pacha's cart. So he winds up with Pacha. Then he assumes that since he gave Pacha bad news about destroying his village, he <laughs> yeah, assumes he that Pacha, Pacha turned him. Yeah, he blames everything on Pacha, saying, "Oh, you turned me into a llama and kidnapped me." Yeah. So now he's walking through the woods, and Pacha at first refuses to take him back, but then uh, Cusco's like, "Fine, I'll just go on my own." He goes, "I wouldn't go into the jungle. There's jaguars and snakes and all this sorts of stuff." The cutest part right there, Aww, with the little kitten. The little, the little <laughs> Carrie kid. watches yeah. this with me. We're just into baby go, animals Aww. this episode. Oh, everybody, who's come not on. into yeah. baby animals? No, I just I'm, we're talking about them a lot on this oh, particular yeah. episode because yeah. they deserve it. They deserve that billing. <laughs> we're talking. We've, we've discussed. Baby animals and marital aids. Well, that's, yeah, that's where like, we're at. And like murder. Did. Yeah, attempted, <laughs> attempted. Wait, attempted. You well, weren't attempting that it. Sounds premeditated. Jinxed, jinxed possible well, well, murder. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We had to think yeah. up a new term for it. Voodoo murder. I don't know. There you go. But God, um, I can't believe that. He's not superstitious. <laughs> yeah. He is a little stitious. Um, <laughs> for my office fans out there, but yeah. So, like you said, Katie. Uh, Cusco happens upon this squirrel who's trying to be sweet to him and gives him a little acorn and just flings it back at the squirrel and hits him in the head with it. So the squirrel blows up a little balloon animal yeah. in the shape of a llama and pops it so that the jaguars surrounding them will wake up and chase Cusco through the jungle. Yeah, and let's be clear. David Spade's character in this movie is a complete dick. Oh, oh yeah. And he just, He's a tool. He, he takes every opportunity... <laughs> To be a dick. To, to be rude. Everyone. To belittle everyone and make sure that they understand that yeah. the world revolves it, around him. It almost goes too far with with him uh, right before they fall off the bridge yeah. in the end. It's like... Oh, because he's he leaves Pasha to die. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very Lion King. Long yeah. live the king, and he's gonna let him fall yeah. off the edge. But uh, there, this is a great iconic moment because they're about to go. Um, Pacha, he just proves time and time again what a good you know, good-hearted character he is because he saves yeah. Cusco like seventeen times from different sources of danger and fulfills his word when he he shouldn't have to. Like he never goes back on his promises. But Pacha saves him from the jaguars, and they wind up uh, raging down a river. And this is one of my favorite lines when uh, Pacha's like, uh-oh. He goes, what? Let me guess. We're about to go over a huge waterfall. Yep. Sharp rocks at the bottom? Most likely. Bring it on. And yeah. then he yells, booyah, when they go over the edge. He yells, booyah, <laughs> he yells, booyah all the time. That's like his catchphrase in this yeah. movie. Yep. Well, that was that was a common Mayan expression. I booyah. Think. That was, that was uh, used. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually written right after the end of the Mayan calendar oh, in 2012. Fun fact. <laughs> yeah. You learn something new with us every day, hindsighters. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, Pacha even does a, a CPR on uh, Cusco. A- when attempted he... CPR. Attempted, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, he, tra- he brings him back to life when they 
when Cusco almost drowns. And ah, come on, John Goodman's character—he lives up on a mountain. You think it's the first time he's had his lips on a llama? Probably not. Ah. I mean, he's got a really pretty wife, so hopefully not that often. True. Like, true. I like she's like so sure that I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go wash something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. that's a very mom thing to say. Yeah. But yeah, because uh, she's mad that because uh, Pacha lies to her. He doesn't want to give her the bad news that the emperor's planning on tearing down their village and mm-hmm. leaving everyone homeless. So he's like, oh, well, uh, I don't know. He was just kind of busy and couldn't see me. And she's like, couldn't see you? That's just rude. I feel like yeah. marching back there myself. Right, she, yeah. And I, in my research, I, I, first of all, I had the thought, I was like, it's nice to have a Disney movie where, A, there are both sets of parents. Neither of them is dead. <laughs> yes, neither <laughs> one has been exciting. horribly murdered. Yeah, and the mom is not a wilting daisy at yeah. all. She is. She's take charge and she's pregnant and she's not to be messed with. But but you you have to admit though, if the movie was about Pacha's kids, one of them would have died in the beginning. <laughs> Probably yeah. uh, that yeah. movie definitely would have bombed because yeah. they're the worst part of this movie. Yeah, oh, so to. annoying. Yeah, they're incredibly annoying. I, I agree with you. Look, Dad, I lost they a just, tooth. Yeah. you know that's the thing you know it's like kids kids in movies they're hit and miss and usually it's miss well the kids too uh i i made this note specifically for you jason because uh you flash back to pacha's house for a little while the kids are asleep and his son jumps out of bed because he's having a nightmare he's like oh dad watch out and he's like oh i was dreaming that dad was being chased by jaguars and he was careening down a raging river of death and the sister's like oh i had a dream where dad had to kiss a llama and i'm like they're (laughs) dreaming of exactly what's happening to them so does that make them supernatural beings oh absolutely No, I, th- I thought they go. I thought that went without saying. They both, they both dreamed. They've got the shinning. Both of them do. They've got the shinning. <laughs> don't you, you mean? Don't you mean the shinning? No, I don't. I mean the shinning. It's a Simpsons joke. Sorry, it's an old. It's, very, I was very, running very, with it. Very old Treehouse of Terror. <laughs> Thank you for explaining it to us. But yeah, so here's another example of Pacha just being an all-around good guy. Because yeah. even after. Saving Cusco. It's like you said, Jason, Cusco is consistently a douchebag throughout this oh, entire yeah. story. So Pacha saves Cusco from the Jaguars, even though it was a little bit clumsy and they wound up going over a waterfall. But Cusco's still like, yeah, screw you. I'm still building my pool house there. Like, that's what we're doing. We're mm-hmm. destroying your village. And Pacha's like, come on, man. I just saved your life. Yeah. Well, that, that that's his whole argument throughout the movie is, come on. I just saved <laughs> you your know? life multiple yeah. times. Come on, man. But, uh, Katie, you were saying something interesting before we got on the microphone tonight. I know we saw this when we were kids, and we really loved it. Uh-huh. Um, so you were saying how this movie, you don't have the same perspective on this movie that you used to. Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely watched this last night. I watched it with Carrie, my roommate, who adored this movie. She thought it was adorable. She thought it was funny. And it just, I I remember it being so funny when we were 12 years old. And I don't know if it's the memory of the movie. Because again, I watched it with my best friends at the time. Mm. You, Michael, Jono. Probably some other people in there. Yeah, I was about to say, I think there was Um, definitely the four of us. You can't go back. No. You can't um, go back. And mm-hmm. then also, I mean, because Jade always knows how to make me laugh. And she, in middle school, would always repeat movie lines. And this was one no. of them. No. This was no. one of them. Oh, yeah. Shocking. I've never yeah. been accused of that. <laughs> yeah. And she, this was one of them. And it always cracked me up. Well, I, in particular, remember you and me like just cracking up in the theater toward the end when Yzma gets transformed into a cat. Yeah, okay, that still yeah. cracked me up last night. <laughs> Because Eartha Kitt has this very distinct 
distinct voice and her scream is oh, it's, so it's, unique. Yeah. Well, she's and, Catwoman. Well, and she, yeah, she's, yeah. Cat, no, that that's why they made her into yeah. a cat in this. There was a, an allusion to her is being Catwoman in the voice? 60s. You see, I, is I, that I, my voice? I, I remember <laughs> mainly the, the diner scene. I love oh, the when, diner when Kronk is in the kitchen. I love that, you know. He's using all the diner speak yeah. and eggs me no likey or like cheese me no likey. No, but you are right though. I mean, like, especially a movie that you saw as a kid and you laughed your ass off. I mean, look, we did Ernest Scared Stupid. Yes. And it was kind of miserable. <gasps> yes. I watched it after listening <laughs> to it and I was Jeremy. like, I cannot believe I just spent money on watching right. this movie. <laughs> but this, when, one, this one's better than yeah. Ernest Scared Stupid. But when I was a kid, Ernest Scared Stupid it was hysterical. I, rem- I remember it being really funny. And that's sort of like my favorite of the Ernest movies, Ernest goes to camp i don't want to do that on this show because don't ruin it uh, yeah, ruin it that was yeah. my favorite but no uh, when you watched it with your roommate had she seen it before no she'd never seen it before see that's interesting because i find that the only way of getting the magic back and laughing at something like mst3k i've seen them so many times mm-hmm. i don't laugh at them anymore i just enjoy them right but if i watch it with somebody who hasn't seen it before it's a whole different ball suddenly game. it becomes funnier again and i find myself actually laughing yeah you know um well because i i watched this again today to refresh myself on it but i watched it uh, most of it last night but when Yzma started screaming and she was falling off that building, I was losing my mind laughing. As the cat? Yeah, as the yeah, cat. Yeah, because that she's was like, the best Wah! part. And it, like it, he, it keeps cutting back to her and she's just screaming for like 30 solid seconds. Well, and then her laugh, her little evil laugh where she's like, <laughs> like when she springs back up off the train. Well, there's just something about hearing somebody really enjoying playing a part. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's it's the best thing in the world when you see an actor who's just, yeah, they love it. They're enjoying the hell out of this. Oh, yeah. And what kills me is that Barbara Streisand was originally supposed to be Yzma. Uh, Ooh. Uh, yeah, back when it was going to be the, the new Lion King, but I cannot... No. I, we say this a lot where it's like, oh, but so-and-so is so iconic in that mm-hmm. role. I literally cannot imagine anybody no, but Eartha yeah, Kitt as Yzma. It's, it's, yeah. it's perfect for Who her. was also in Ernest Scared Stupid? Yes, she was. <laughs> it's, it's the second Eartha Kitt movie we've done. The best thing in the movie. Oh, absolutely. Literally, and she's in it for all of like, you know, two five, minutes. Yeah, yeah, five minutes nothing. maybe. Yeah, Yeah, she plays a much larger role in this movie. But... um. Yeah, and it is sort of a buddy movie, which is so weird to hear that she and Patrick Warburton weren't on set. You're, you're saying that... Yeah, they never recorded that's together. That's so weird, because, I mean, it's a, they have such great chemistry. Yeah, he never saw D- uh, David Spade either. Um, Why do we even have that lever? <laughs> Why do the, we even have that lever? It's the best joke in the movie. But at Salt Lake Comic Con, Warburton, he did tell the audience, yeah, Eartha Kitt and I never worked together in the studio they would record us individually. That's so weird. They actually were in a movie 20 years prior to that. They were in a movie together. Really? So, yeah, he's actually met her. He said, prior to Emperor's New Groove, I have done a movie with Eartha Kitt in South Africa, and this was one of the most horrible films ever made in the history of <laughs> mankind. It's called uh, Dragonard. Oh. Dragonard? <laughs> Dragonard. Oh, man, I got to find that movie. <laughs> of course you do. Holy shit, that but sounds like, so terrible. Yeah, he said, I do remember one thing about Eartha. She could be 100 feet behind you, and you knew that she was there because she ate raw garlic every day. Because she's Eartha Kid. She does well, whatever the hell, the hell she, she wants. She care? What, yeah. do you got a problem? Take it up with Batman. <laughs> 
Seriously. <laughs> I, I was amazed that Batman didn't come up before then. Yeah, there you go. He comes up in, in some way, shape, or form all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, but here we go. Here's the ultimate dick move, like you were saying, Jason. That, yeah. So uh, Pacha brings Cusco to the bridge, where from there it's just an hour to the castle, and you can see it. So pa- uh, um, Cusco can get back on his own. And Pacha falls through the bridge and he's dangling by some vines. And Cusco is like, you know, I was just going to have you in prison for... And this is after he's lied to Pacha and told him, hey, you know... And Pacha covers him with his little shawl so he doesn't freeze Mm -hmm. overnight. He's just so sweet to him. And uh, Cusco's like, yeah, I was going to have you thrown in prison for the rest of your life, but I like this better. (laughs) And then he falls through the bridge. Yeah. So now they're just dangling from ropes or vines, just fighting each other, dangling. (laughs) (laughs) Now I feel bad. (laughs) It's so David Spade. It's oh, this, so David Spade. This this character was perfect for David Spade. I didn't like when I was doing my research. I didn't even really see that there were other comedians considered. Well, the weird thing is that David Spade was going to be the same character even when it was a serious movie. It was still David Spade. Really? He was cast in it as, huh. when it was Kingdom of the Sun or whatever. So it huh. still would have been this movie because you can't. Uh, well, yeah. It's like, what were they going to do? Get David Spade to play a straight part? I mean, I'm not sure that he can. <laughs> I I don't I don't know that I could ever take David Spade seriously in a in something that wasn't comedic. In fact, and I was actually curious. Do either of you know what was the last time David Spade did something that was it Rules of Engagement? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking so with, with Patrick. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Full circle. Dean. I gotta look up. Come yeah, because I did. I did love him on uh, "Just Shoot Me." I always thought that show was funny. It was a good 90s. show. Yes. Yeah, that was a good show. That's one of those '90s shows that totally gets uh, just looked over. It's yeah. looked over. Yeah, no one ever remembers uh, "Just Shoot Me," but it was on for a while. Yeah, it was on for a know? good minute. And um, it. Uh, oh God, what was the name? Um, the the boss was the dad, the grand, the grandfather yeah, on, on the Goldbergs. On the Goldbergs, yeah. Who, oh, I don't watch the Goldbergs, so I don't know. Great show. It, it, well, I can vouch for the first like five seasons. I didn't see anything okay. past then. You know, um, I was too busy doing this stupid show. Oh, but Jason, uh, yeah, Rules of Engagement and Grown Ups. Right. Grown Ups too was like the last. So basically, thing. Adam Sandler has kept David Spade with a roof over his head for the last. Oh, Rules of Engagement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I'm just teasing. Oh. But um, so Jason, um, you see that Cusco and Pacha actually came up with Tina's. Uh, <laughs> trust yes. walk in the yes. canyon when they're they're lacing arms and they're trying to crawl or like hike or whatever you want to call that back. fluffy butt <laughs> fluffy butt <laughs> did that bird just say fluffy butt <laughs> but well and it's cool because this little what would you call it a trust climb and, yeah whatever and it's a, a very a mat st- team a st- steeple climb <laughs> so is oh god we've we've done ropes courses and stuff like that when we were in middle school uh, i'd forgotten about those thank you for scarring me with that scarring but, you you're being 30 fine. feet off the ground it was great but you're fine yeah i lived but but did yeah. you die <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> did you? So, that which doesn't kill you only makes you stronger except for all of those horrible debilitating conditions that make you much weaker that's a stupid saying we have a very cartoon moment now with the bats yeah fill up in his mouth and then he magically can climb the bats to get up to safety yeah well they weren't getting up there by any logical means so Cusco does sort of ninja flip them up in the air but then he has a a kind of redeeming moment where the ground starts to crumble when they're back up on top of the canyon and Pach is about to fall to his death but Cusco saves look at my bad self yeah definitely 90s I snatched you right (laughs) out of the air and his little like moonwalk where he's like, uh huh, nah, not today, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. He's just sitting there being David Spade as yeah, a he's, llama. Yeah, he's just being David Spade. <laughs> it's great. 
You have to wonder too, like for the uh, when they were actually making this, for any of the scenes where they weren't together, did they have like another comedian in there reading the other person's lines? I didn't see specifically who was reading the lines to them. Because I don't know how you would even do that. You know how how do you when you when the whole point of it is the chemistry between the characters? How do you? get that chemistry without having the characters in the same room. That just makes you, you know? an even better actor, I guess, if you don't guess. have somebody, because like, I know you love it when I bring it back to the office, but that's why Phyllis wound up being a character. She was actually originally just the person who reads lines to the actors in their auditions, mm. but she worked off of the actors like John Krasinski and Pam and all those characters so well that they were like, hey, we're writing her into the show. That's she cool. just she just brings a certain energy to it. That's so, or, organic TV. I like that stuff. So I mean, I guess the people that they hire to do the scripts, they don't have to be famous comedians or anything like that yeah. with the same energy level. They just have to, they but they have their own set of talent. They're yeah. not necessarily acting, but they are bringing that energy out of the actual actor who's recording. I guess. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, and it it, it is worth mentioning where Disney went after this movie though, because it wasn't a financial success. Right. You know, I mean, did it, I haven't, I don't remember seeing the numbers. I don't know if it was a flat out, you know, failure, Paging um, Dr. Google. but I, sus- mm-hmm. but I suspect it was. And then they follow it up with some very odd choices. Not, uh, you know, treasure planet being the one that jumps into my mind. It was a weird, very Michael Eisner time for the Walt Disney corporation, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but um, on the squirrel's back, the best character in the whole movie. Yeah, it uh, Emperor's New Groove did perform disappointingly at the box office compared to other Disney film releases in the '90s. So, yeah. uh, on a hundred million dollar budget, it grossed one hundred and sixty nine point three million. And we contributed to that. <laughs> we sure did. Can, can we just step back and say a hundred million dollar for an budget animated All right, movie? Doctor Evil for yeah, one hundred million dollars. <laughs> can we do that movie? <laughs> Oh, God. Because that movie came out around the same time. Well, you know, and we you know, talked about I that. I saw that not too long ago. You uh, watched it with David, a, didn't you? Yeah. And it uh, does... I can't say anything. My dad made that let us watch it. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. My, I saw it in the theaters not, with my parents. Yeah, it's not... Austin Power. It has. We shouldn't have been watching it when we did, but yeah. But I can safely say that none of the jokes that are really dirty, none of he didn't get any of them. I mean, they they're they do a good job of putting most of the dirty jokes in a way that kids just sort of oh someone's doing something silly. No, because I've mentioned it before in other episodes where I was like, oh, does that make you Randy? And I was like a little nine year old, and a teacher was like, no, 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 Darth, you can't say that. Right. (laughs) I mean, he doesn't know what a lot of vagina, (laughs) you know, that doesn't. So in like 20 years, he's going to be on the podcast. Oh, yeah. He's going to be like, Dad. He's, he's going like, to be taking the, on our legacy. What the hell we're in now? <laughs> no, it's... It's not going to last that long? No, he'll go on to better and brighter things. Hopefully, God. Because we all know the show yeah, is utter yeah, crap. Yeah, hopefully he, he'll do better in school than his old man did. Oh. <laughs> no, um... Wah, wah. Yeah. Oh, I have that. <laughs> there Aww. we go. Uh, but here we go. We're coming up on, we're coming up on the diner scene, which you mentioned, Jason. The big boy. Yes, I love that that they played on the big boy, and I love that there's a sign that specifically forbids llamas. llamas, not dogs, not cats, nothing, just llamas. See, that's that's why the comedy in it is so good because it's like the it's almost like um, the old Bob Hope movies, a like, bit, like yeah. the Road Two movies. It that's sort it. of how the comedy feels with a little bit of healthy 
cartoon comedy in it. Oh yeah, the, you know. And the one joke that I can even think of in this movie <laughs> is said by the waitress in the diner, where they they have to dress Cusco up because llamas aren't allowed. So he's posing as Pacha's wife. And they say they're on their honeymoon, and the waitress is like, "Oh, bless you both for coming out in public." Like, <laughs> and that's the only thing that's even like mildly inappropriate. Yeah, and you could actually take that two ways. Yeah, you could. You know, where it's like it, it's either you know they're thank- busy having sex on the yeah, honeymoon. Like, I thought it was because he was because he's ugly. <laughs> yeah, that's how I took. That's it. That's how I took it too, and I was like, "Wait, what?" Is- yeah. Oh. I yeah. don't know. I think it's the sex thing. Yeah, but, thank yeah. you for taking time off from you know your busy you know sex shagging schedule. schedule. To, yeah, um, I, I've never been to South America, but I don't know <laughs> that they have these insects there. Hillbugs. It's very um, li- it looks Rolly Lion King. Yeah, though. and if they do, I'm never going to South America. South America has some of the like, craziest bugs. Like yeah. that's where. Uh, we've been discovering new species, actually. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't put it past South America. Well, there, there's crazy, a there's a great poly. yeah, there's a great Top Gear. <laughs> and then you got this guy who gives it a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a great Top Gear where they do a South American uh, adventure, and at one point Clarkson reads from a book about all of the animals in South America that Mr. Sting didn't tell you about. Yep. <laughs> um, including there are a lot of them. yeah, including ones that like to you know the fly that eats into the. Uh, um, your skin uh-huh. and, and lays uh, eggs and lays its in your eggs, body. Yep. You know, and uh, the poor BBC guy who was kept awake for several nights by the sound of the bugs oh, trying God. to, yes. Yeah. No, I don't want to go. No, I, I would I, imagine not. Don't want to go. But Katie, like you just pointed out the guy in the diner who, you know, gives Pacha a thumbs up over Cusco and Cusco's ugly as a woman. It made me th- uh, well, think Like that has no teeth, so <laughs> great judge of character. Hey, well, it reminds me of the bus driver on Mrs. Doubtfire who kept checking out Robin Williams and was yeah. like, yeah, I like those Mediterranean women with the hair on their legs or whatever it was. <laughs> or the bus driver in um, Hocus Pocus. Who, oh yeah, you know, who was yeah. super into all three Sarah, of the witches? Mostly yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker. Well, she's though, the one which who we all agreed lab. that he was. Yeah, she was the hottest. Yeah, that that's yeah. the hottest <laughs> she's looked. I think is what you said, Jason. Well, and also too, it's not like she had a lot of competition. <laughs> yeah, with yeah. the other two witches, that's true. Yeah, Bette Midler and <laughs> that lady whose name we can never. No, but, you know, but the funny thing is, my wife, uh, I told her that joke, and she knew who that person was. She was like, "Oh yeah, that she's done all kinds of stuff. She's like uh, apparently uh, she does something all, all to Jamie." I don't remember. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, she's, I think she's done like Broadway and stuff like that. So she, you know. Oh, so the certain people know exactly. Yeah, who she certain is. people know exactly who she is. Got it. Uh, and, but anyway, back to this. Oh, movie. this this awesome bit with Kronk taking over as the chef. Because, That's the best. And all he's doing because Cusco's the one who's in he there. He wants to be a chef. Critiquing the yeah. chef, he's like, "Listen, is there anything edible?" On this menu. <laughs> and the chef is on his last nerve, but then Kronk was like, hey, buddy, I've got a special order for you. And he's just asking politely for something, but the, the chef gets pissed and packs up like all his pots and pans and stuff in a suitcase and leaves. He throws the stew. He just pours it in like and the puts whole the thing. pot on top. Well, and in this scene, they do like three different classic bits. They do the one character goes in the door while the other while character the other... comes out bit. They mm-hmm. do the guy reaching down 
to grab something and the person hiding just hands it to him. Yep. You know, and it's it's great because they're tried and shrewd, great old comedy uh, routines, but they make them work. They do. You know, the only thing that could could possibly be questionable in this is the fact that Kronk somehow doesn't recognize that Yzma and Cusco's voices keep changing. Well, you know, it's an Abbott and Costello thing. No, it totally. You have to suspension of disbelief. I'm totally with you. But with Eartha Kitt specifically with that distinctive voice of hers, you would you would think that he'd at least register that it was different, even if he didn't recognize Cusco's voice. For some reason, I keep wanting to do Tina Turner jokes and I keep having to tell myself that that's. She didn't say nice and easy. No. Yeah, that was that was Tina Turner, not Eartha Kitt. Yeah. We're going to go rough. Yeah. We're going to go easy and nice then rough. Nice and easy. Yeah. <laughs> God, have you seen John Krasinski's uh, lip sync battle as Tina Turner? No. Oh, oh, listeners, I will put it in the show notes. The link to that video is priceless. See, now she's saying it. I am. Yeah. I know. You've trained me well. Good job. But yeah, so Pacha actually finds out in the restaurant that the serious thing that happens is that he's a booth over from... Um, Kronk and Yzma and and he overhears them saying oh we should have killed Kuzco when we had the chance and he's trying desperately to help Kuzco escape but Kuzco doesn't believe Kuzco still has it in his head that Yzma is a good person yeah and that Pacha is the one that kidnapped him and turned him into a llama he's a complete idiot he he thinks everybody loves him yeah yeah well, and we have the, he has a, it's a wonderful life moment where he actually turns Pacho away and he's like, you know what? You never cared about me. Yeah. You just want, you just want your stupid hilltop. And it's like, that's his family home. Yeah. yeah. Of course he wants yeah. it. But then, uh, he, uh, Cusco runs up on Yzma and Kronk literally saying, God, we should freaking Cusco. Ugh, we have to kill him as soon as we find him. Yeah, yeah. Nobody really seems to miss him. Like, and it just crushes his little, I just love that she spirit. has a sombrero on. Oh, and Pacha brilliantly distracts and says, oh, it's her birthday over there. So the staff comes over to sing happy birthday yeah. to her. Everything is llamas here. Like yeah. the it's little very, to-go containers of llama. There's a llama on the door. It's a very Pacha's llama-centric house. economy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, even Pacha's uh, uh, little shawl thing. Yeah. You know, it's not made from llama for its wool from an alpaca, but the yeah. similar enough animal. Same thing. Absolutely. Same thing. But yeah, now... Uh, Cusco's all alone. Yeah. All by And then, you know, he, he gets to... Uh, he gets he to always have... says that'd be a great duet. Oh, God. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. But, yeah, so now Cusco's just wandering around. How do you a... do a number? I've never gotten that song. One is the loneliest number, number that, that you'll, you'll ever, ever do. do. Two can be as sad as one is the loneliest number since the number one. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't, don't know. know how you do a number. Unless you, it's refer- you exist as that number. Unless it's referring to something obscene. Then well, I, that, that yeah. happens on uh, dating apps from what I've heard from a different podcast. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, like um, in other countries, as opposed to asking somebody if they're a top or a bottom, you ask if they're a one or a zero. Oh, so they use the metric system. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real thing, I'm telling you. But back to the movie. Damn, those guys are good. I'm telling you. <laughs> Learn interesting things listening to podcasts. But uh, yeah, so we see uh, Cusco kind of catches up with his own character where the entire time David Spade is narrating, saying that he's the hero of the story and he's the victim and oh my God, these people treated me so badly. But uh llama version of him is like come on buddy who are you kidding this the audience saw the whole thing they know that i'm the bad guy and he's just yeah he he's like quietly weeping in the rain he's breaking the fourth wall that never happens yeah 
Sorry, this fantastic sorry. Sherlockian moment that Kronk has in the woods where he's sleeping under this teeny tiny little tent that only covers like his knees. Yeah. But he has a teddy bear too. He and, does. And with the same hat he has. And Yzma's living in like a tent the size of a double wide. But uh, at first Kronk is like, oh, that villager. Because in the, in the restaurant, we didn't mention this, Kronk recognizes Pacha because he does see him when he's got Cusco on his little wagon and he sees Pacha walking away with him. But it doesn't occur to Kronk right away. He's like, hey, buddy, didn't we play on this team together in high school? Or did we take these <laughs> class t- classes together? He's like, come on, you got to help me out. But then he remembers him in dead sleep. He's like, oh, that villager at the restaurant. He didn't pay his check. <laughs> but then he, he has this like sharp moment where he was like, that's the guy who actually took Cusco in the wagon. Like He has a clarifying moment where he knows who he is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, they don't make Cusco suffer for very long where he's wandering by himself in the jungle. Well, it's a short movie. It is. It is that's a very true. short movie. It's a movie. very short movie. It's what, like, what, 75 minutes or something like that? Maybe. Yeah. I think so, yeah. I just remember I was like, oh, it's it's over. Yeah, it's a, it's shorter than an episode of our show. So that's... <laughs> that, yeah. You know what? That's accurate. <laughs> yeah. As the person who writes the show notes and listens to these episodes <laughs> over and over and over. <laughs> all, the, all the llamas don't like him either. He's rejected by the other llamas. Because they're alpacas. <laughs> Oh, those are alpacas? No, I no. have no idea. Oh. Well, they, you know, they all look alike. Don't you know the different... Oh, racist. I guess. <laughs> but Cusco attempts to Why eat it some- gotta be a llama? Oh, <laughs> 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 <sighs> uh, Anyhow. But once again, you know, Pacha pulls through for Cusco. Pacha is the good-hearted antagonist who eventually brings about the change in Cusco. The, the sucky protagonist, really. Yeah. No, that is true. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he does change in the end, but it's it. It takes longer than you would expect. Yeah, and he's basically a complete dick until he isn't. Yeah, exactly. You know, he has that one little redeeming moment where he does say Pacha's life, but it's a reflex. It's not even really right. Yeah, an, a conscious decision that he makes. But Pacha's sitting there like, oh, I knew there was good in you, and he goes, no, it was you know, I, I just reacted that, that one time. Don't worry. And he's which even, is weird. It's like he doesn't want to be like. Yeah. It's a, you would think that yeah. he would just roll with it because he already thinks he's a good person. Like he has no issues with his personality whatsoever. Yeah. But but then when Pacha starts to bring it to his attention, no, you're a total dick. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay, well, I guess so. And he's just a little confused about it. But yeah. Yeah, so they, are, they have literally run across country at least seven times at this point in the movie. Yeah, which for a man of John Goodman's stature, stature. yeah, <laughs> you, it is kind of impressive to think of those little legs moving that body up and down those mountains. Seriously. Yeah. They even uh, bring attention to that when they're trying to climb back up that ravine or whatever. He's like, you know, it's a good thing you're not a huge fat guy or else this would be really <laughs> difficult. Yeah. So I looked up the difference between llamas and alpacas. Oh, do and tell. it's actually I'm really funny be that the whole the scene that just happened where the llamas don't want to do have anything to do with them. Yeah. Um, apparently one of the differences is their dispositions. Alpacas are very much herd animals while llamas are more independent. So oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. They were alpacas and he's a llama. Well, there you <laughs> go. So, they, they, so they were racist. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, discrimination, and then it's just generally just how they look. Their yeah. face, their ears, their fur is different. It's they have wings, <laughs> a horn. <laughs> what do you do to make an animal mythological? Add wings to it. Well, it's true. Or a horn. Yeah, or a horn. <laughs> no, it's, it's still that from Dimitri Martin. So credit where credit is due. Okay, but yeah, so Kronk just—he's just this big, this big kid. Oh yeah, it's well, cool. he's yeah. closer to his their age than it is Isma's. They say he's like twenty something, and yeah. he makes references like you've been with us many, many. Many decades. 
Yeah, and they keep bringing attention to the fact that Yzma, yeah, is incredibly old. Well, I mean, her face and is basically a reason. skull, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, there's there's the scene where Kronk wakes her up, and she's got the, uh, the face mask yeah, the and face the cucumbers, mask. Yeah. cucumbers, yeah. and and it's it it's genuinely horrifying because I guess she puts a nose on because in that scene is there's, she's there's Voldemort. Yeah, I mean, it's full on Skeletor. <laughs> you know, you ninny. It's very, it's very fitting considering Yzma is insulting Kronk all the time. But, and apparently, like, her wardrobe was very specific. The animators put her in purple because it's a color that's associated with madness. And she's hmm. straight up crazy. That's interesting because I always think of purple regal. as yeah, royalty. Of course, yeah. in, in Japan, it means death. Oh. It's the color of death. Yeah. Well, maybe that's an even better thing because yeah. she's so old. So yeah. Even the little boy... Uh, Tipo, I think is his name. He's like, you you don't look like my, my aunt. You look All like right. my great, 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 great. great. <laughs> and he goes on for like 30 seconds. Et cetera. Yeah. Great aunt. Oh, and the, our part about the door, Jason, we've mentioned this before. The, so the mom gets wind of the fact that Pacha and Kuzco need to get away. And so they're holding up Kronk and Yzma at the house who opposed as Pacha's relatives. Yeah. And the mom has locked them in a closet. And Yzma's like, all right, Kronk, break the door down. And he's like, are you kidding me? This is hand-carved mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> Just... <laughs> we missed his bit with the squirrel, too. We, we glossed right over that because the reason why they find they get kind of track of Cusco in the jungle is because of the same squirrel that Cusco mm-hmm, was mean mm-hmm. to. Uh, uh, Yzma screams at it and it runs away, but then it makes friends with Kronk. He's like, oh, and she's like, are you talking to a squirrel? And he goes, oh, well, I used to be a chipmunk uh, scout or something. And Which comes back. It does. I, there's actually payoff on that bit. There's payoff on that and the cliff climbing. Yeah. They both circle back. But Well, that's one thing about the movie that is kind of sweet is that the bad guy doesn't get thrown off a cliff and eaten by hyenas. Yeah. Um, Are you thinking of a specific story? Yeah, well, I mean, it's like, <laughs> let's go through how Disney villains have died. Yeah. Um, the He doesn't get thrown off of a church into, uh, you know, flames that are very, very, you know, hell-like. Yeah. Um, the bad guy turns into a cat and stays a cat. And becomes a chipmunk scout. And becomes a chipmunk scout. Yeah. Squeaker. Yeah. Squeaking. Squeak, 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 squeaker, squeaking. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, I love this bit where they're, Yzma and Kronk do catch up to Cusco and uh, Pacha eventually, but they're running through the jungle and you see the little dotted lines that they're leaving on the map behind them. Yeah, it's very it, Warner Brothers. It's so Indiana Jones. Like yeah. when when Indy would be flying anywhere and you'd yeah. see the actual map underneath his plane. Yeah. They did a bit about that on Family Guy where Stewie and Brian are in a hot air balloon and they look down and it's a map like it would be on Indiana Jones and they're like, wow. I never thought it would really look like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's, it's, those are bits that, you know, Bugs Bunny would have done. Oh yeah. You know, absolutely. Which, you know, it's not really very, wait, wait it has wings. Is it mythological? It is. <laughs> Her tent is a mythological animal because it has wings. And then Zeus, <laughs> Zeus struck Strike. it down with, uh, with a bolt of lightning. Well, and that's funny you say that Jason, because remember when we did Hercules, I said oh. how much the colors in the animation reminded me of emperor's new group because of all the vibrant purple tones yeah. but it was the same kind of i mean i know hercules uh came out before this movie but still they they remind me of each other because of all the similar colors yeah i'm trying to think what what movie was hercules the the very i think that was the one that came out right before this one was hercules, hercules came out in 97 oh, I yeah say. Oh, it was 97 what yeah. was i wonder what was between um hercules and this because this was what 2000 no idea. Yeah, yes. this was 2000. All right. But, oh, and then, of course, we got to give our tip of the hat to the Wizard of Oz bit where 
uh, Cusco and Pacha get to Yzma's cabinet of potions and they find a potion for lions. Yeah. And then one for tigers and then bears. Oh my. Wait, that's not Wizard of Oz. That's Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe. Lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. That's, that's Wizard of Oz. That's that is Wizard of Oz before hardcore. they meet the, ti- uh, the lion. Because oh, before thought- they meet the cowardly lion, they're like, oh, this forest is riddled with creatures, Dorothy. Lions and tigers and bears. Oh, oh my. my. That is classic oh, Wizard okay. of Oz. All right, all right, all right. You and, my- your, you and your jello horse. You got a thing for that. <laughs> Psychedelic Jello Horse. Yes. I do. Hey, it's my dad's favorite movie. I grew up knowing everything about that movie. Well, it's it's a, it's, a, it's a good favorite movie. It is. You know. But uh, yeah, so they did that Wizard of Oz bit, and that was cute. And what's funny to me is that Eastman knows for a fact at this point that Kronk screwed up the first round of killing Cusco. Yeah. Yet she relies on him again to finish the job. She hands him a dagger, and they they sort of allude to how ugly and old and mean she is again because she's pulling up her dress. Like, I bet you weren't expecting this. And they're like, oh, God. Oh, God. And then it's a dagger that she's pulling out. And they're like, oh, 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 okay, then. We're we're all right with that. (laughs) So where she realizes that she's she done messed up by letting Kronk do it. Yeah, they just see they see him talking to his little shoulder angel devil and Mm -hmm. but they can't see the yeah the other characters can't see it. So he's just sitting there talking to himself and and them fighting words about his cream puffs, spinach puffs. I never Never liked liked your spinach puffs. Never, never. (laughs) They all look really hurt. So if you could have an angel and devil celebrity, small angel and devil. Ooh. (laughs) I know I shouldn't have thrown this one on you. Spur of the moment. This one deserves thought. I will admit it does. I want to go with I, I, Tom Hanks is like a knee jerk reaction for the angel. I can I can Mr. see Rogers. that. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Rogers. Which comes out Steve Irwin as the angel. <laughs> no, I'd want Chuck Norris as the angel. As the angel. Okay. Because he tell you to do the right thing or else. You know there would be consequences. <laughs> you know. It's a very realistic angel because <laughs> you can choose not to do the right thing, but you know you're gonna regret it though. Yeah, I'd have to say probably Tom Hanks as my angel. And you don't want a devil that's like too good because then you're just screwed because you're always going to be doing that stuff. Yeah, that's true. You know, like, or, or do you? Well, depends on the kind of person you are. They may, <laughs> I honestly, I might have to go with Eartha Kitt for my for my devil. That'd be awesome. Yeah, Tom be Hanks and Eartha Kitt talking to you. On your show. Is that my voice? Is that my voice? Oh, and I, this. I, I'd go for Mr. Hans Gruber himself. Hans Alan, Gruber, Alan, Alan, Gruber. I'd go for Alan, Alan Rickman. As the devil? <laughs> Actually, Alan Aww. Rickman could be both. Well, he was an angel in Dogma. <laughs> That's so true. It's very, yeah. He, he Another was, movie yeah. my father should probably not let us watch. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, that one, I, yeah, I go, well, Dogma, I think, was the tamerist. That was of, one of the tamer uh, Kevin Smith movies. Uh, of movies, the Kevin yeah. Smith movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but still. I mean, it was no clerks. There was no talk of snow, uh, of, uh, Oh, crap. Snowballing. Snowballing. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> 37? <laughs> 37. In a row? <laughs> he looks like his little parrot that he turned into. He looks no. like Iago. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I do love that bit where uh, Pacha and Cusco are running away, and they're tr- that now all the vials are no longer labeled, so they're having to try each vial to get him back to normal. Yeah, it's wacky hijinks time. Yeah, it's the animators <laughs> playing around with what yeah. animals they yeah. can turn them into. But uh, the guards run after them, and uh, they they all get transformed to animals too when the cabinet crashes. Yeah, yeah. and one of them's like, "I've been turned into a cow. Can I go home? <laughs> yeah, your excuse." Yeah. And then everybody else is like. She's like, anyone else want to go home? No, 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 we're good. And one of them's like an octopus, another's an ostrich. Yeah, the, o- the octopus is the best. No, yeah. oh, he's great with all his different yeah. weapons yeah. in his hands. Well, he looks terrifying coming down when you just see the shadow. You just see all these arms. Yeah. <laughs> Waving all those sharp axes. Quickly, what is the plural of octopus? Octopodes. Bingo. 
Thank you. You're the first person who's gotten that. This is why we're partners. Yes. All right. <laughs> Reasons like this. I actually was thinking about that earlier is today. Is that really true? It's one of the options, a plural for octopus. Yes. Octopuses is, is the more common yes. one. Uh, but octopodes is also a legit. Octopi was never an option. Octopi is Latin. Mm-hmm. And octopus is a Greek word. So the plural correctly should be octopodes. Yeah, back when um, yeah. I was a bank teller, my... Oh, wait. Oh, here it is. She turns into the cat. Meow. She's a cute cat. She she's is. Adorable. She's adorable. She's got the purple eyes. Imagine having an Eartha cat And then she's not. In your house. Oh, God. I would like that. My cat talks enough as it <laughs> yeah, is. Constantly trying to kill you. Yes. So like cat. a cat. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing glasses off of yeah. surfaces. Oh, wait. So yeah, just a cat. Now, what were you going to say? You uh, you were a oh, bank teller. The, the and... reason why, uh, yeah, when I was a bank teller, I discovered the plural to octopodes because my head bank teller uh, was from Mexico. Jeanette, shout out to you. Is that my voice? <laughs> Is that my voice? And uh, she oh, and I would practice our Spanish together, but she also asked me, since I was an English major, to teach her a new English word that she wouldn't know. Just out of context, every I would have just made shit up every day. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I actually taught, liked I and taught respected her, this I would have taught her a new word every day that just didn't. No, but it's not that she didn't know the word octopus, but she didn't know the plural was octopodes, or at least mm-hmm. that was one of the options. So Apparently, I, did teach her I don't either. That's okay. You learn something Few new. You do. I didn't know until I looked it up. We're a couple I, of weirdos. Yeah. We know strange stuff. They said it's octopi <laughs> is an acceptable choice. It is acceptable. It is. It is but you acceptable. run the risk of being informed that it's incorrect. Yes. yes see? And it said the Greek. There you yes. go. I, I still haven't seen... Another one. Oh, but here's the ultimate test. I'm laughing even though I can't hear Yzma screaming. <laughs> She's just freaking out as she falls. Like, how big is this palace? It's, it's like 4,000 feet tall. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, the, the palace itself is utterly ridiculous. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, but, I mean, look, those guys built some pretty impressive, uh, you know, How is he gripping him? Okay, he's got... John um, Because he... Mm, he grabs and, his yeah. hand and... <laughs> He has he, llamas are very good at Disney grabbing. magic. He yes. has Disney magic. Llamas, you throw how, a base. Throw is, next time you're around a llama, throw a baseball at it. Watch what happens. It's spit at you. <laughs> oh my god! I love that we're watching a movie where a man gets transformed into a llama, and your big question is why he's able to grip somebody with his. <laughs> but okay, so yeah, so the, Warner Brothers. The ultimate test of Cusco's conscience comes along when the last vial, and it's the only vial left that can turn him into a human, mm-hmm. and he's got to get it before Yzma does, and it's about to fall off the edge, but so is Pacha. So Cusco's got to choose if he wants to stay a llama forever, if he wants to save Pacha, and yeah. he saves him. So that's his big character turnaround right there. I don't know. I mean, I think to be fair, if you were still king and you were a llama... No big deal. I, I, people people I would cater deal. to that. Yeah, I yeah. could deal. You I'd know. get over it. I mean, you'd have to do some like hair waxing. And ultimately, uh, so we do the callback to the, the climb. Chris, you'd be a That team. You look like Dr. Evil's cat. Yeah, that would, yeah. <laughs> Which would be Mr. weird. Mr. Bigglesworth. Yes. Mr. Bigglesworth, yeah. yes. Was he uh, bald? Like the, yes. the cryo he was freeze a, yeah. did not work. He was a sphinx work, cat. Didn't yes. work for That's him. That's why he killed uh, uh, Will Ferrell. No, no, no. Will Ferrell, he just killed in the beginning of the movie. Uh, I'm very badly burned. Oh, I thought that's why, I thought that's why he killed him was because... We didn't understand the effects on feline DNA. Oh, maybe it was yes. then. Maybe yeah. I'm remembering it correctly. But yeah, we get the call back to the, the climbing, the buddy climbing, and then, you know, that's how they get the vial back from Yzma. And ultimately, it's Kronk who saves the day. Yeah. Because, By being Kronk. Yeah. <laughs> By <laughs> being Kronk. Who with yeah. the deer? Yeah, he, he's, he just opens this porthole-style door, which you always have in rock structures. 
Oh, yeah. Like you do. And he smashes Yzma so that Cusco can well, grab the because uh, vial. If you, if you got that kind of money, you're putting, if you're a dude and you have that kind of money, you're putting hatches and shit in places. That's just a given. Of course you are. I mean, I was the other day, I just wanted to see if I wanted to put like a bunker door in my basement, <laughs> oh, God. how would I go? Like, so can you do that? You know? And uh, you'd be surprised. It's actually pretty, uh, pretty difficult. Easy, um, Kimmy. Nobody wants yeah. to spend their life in the bunker. I, you, but... you can get a bunker door. For seven thousand bucks, I found that, but uh, I, I don't think I'll get that one. Learning lots. Yeah. Yeah. Learning I, lots. So, if you couldn't get the lanterns from Shivers, I sincerely doubt Elaine yeah. is going to let you have a bunker door. <laughs> I'm but, working on it. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask for the bunker door, but I'm going to settle for the secret bookshelf. Door. Ooh, shoot for the moon, land in the stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we won't tell Elaine. Listeners, don't tell Jason's wife. <laughs> yes, after all the vile trial and error. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm, done. <laughs> I'm done. No, but we are coming to a close on the movie. <laughs> I don't care. I made me laugh. <laughs> that one doesn't even fit. But That's what she said. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet Jesus. This is why this needs to be recorded in video. Despite that remark, the movie does has a have a it rather wholesome <laughs> a black of blueberries. The movie does has a point. And what's sad is I'm drinking coffee. Judicial system. Hurt me. <laughs> Who did you say says you sound I, drunk no matter? I think that's a Bill Cosby joke. Is it? Yeah. It, judicial you, system. You, yeah. The, the, you can't say judicial system without oh. sounding drunk. Anyway. But yeah, the, the movie does have a very Squeaker, wholesome squeak, ending. Squeak, squeaking. Yeah, Kronk is the troop leader for the chipmunks. Yeah. That teaches them all to speak squirrel. Uh, my acorn is missing. Did you steal the acorn? You know, you owe me a new acorn. Give me back oh, my... And what's next? SpongeBob. Oh, my oh God. God. On that note. Actually, my, my son, that. my son. Hey, Jason, which yeah. one's worse, SpongeBob or Halloween Town? Ooh. Oh, man. That is tough. Because with SpongeBob, it goes forever and ever <laughs> and ever and ever. Halloween Town has it, several sequels. Oh, that's it true. Does. It does. Mm-hmm. And SpongeBob's give you some kind of good memes sometimes. I think I'd, I'd, I'd have to say Halloween Town is still worse. Oh, <laughs> poor Michelle. Yeah. No, hey, I, I'm just happy yeah. Clueless is out of the running. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was the original. That was the movie. The guy oh, hated I, on. I don't actually dislike Clueless. That. Yes. That's that, that's you know that's just movie match. That's me being in character. Yeah, because it's not like Halloween Town has Alicia Silverstone running in around. The yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean they they could have improved it. You know, Halloween Town Redux. Let me do the special edition. Jesus. I'll make it the best movie ever made. I could see is it. Because it. Halloween Town Triple X. <laughs> no, it, I'll just like, I'll just overdub them going, hey, do you remember that time we found the Lost Ark of the Covenant and then just cut in all of Raiders of the Lost Ark? <laughs> God. So now, you're, now we're remaking Halloween Town and Alf. Yes. Because you said you wanted to yeah. be in charge. Oh, I'd love to. Alf oh, my God. I would absolutely love to be the person in charge of remaking Alf. And uh, speaking of Alf, It would be the most terrifying thing you've ever seen. No, I'm saying we have to go with my pitch from Shivers <laughs> where he like drives predator. drunk, kills yeah. somebody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> predator living in the house. <laughs> predator. <Scanning people>. <laughs> He's <laughs> constantly <laughs> pointing his gun at the cat. Where's my pet cat? I hate the cat. <laughs> he ate his... He ate the cat. But, uh, yeah, so the movie does have a wholesome ending. Who is driving car? <laughs> Bear is driving car. Oh, my God, how can that be? But um, not just Kronkanese, but, but Cusco, you know, changes his mind, like we said. Doesn't do Cusco-topia. Builds himself a nice little 
summer home, summer cottage right Thank next you, Sting. to right next to Pacha. Yeah, thanks, Sting, for altering that ending yeah. so abruptly. But yeah, so that's I'll the end of the movie. I'll be watching you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, they're walking through fields of gold. Yeah. Leave them alone, <laughs> Gordon. So anyhow, uh, that all being said, oh, we didn't get Katie's answers on who would be her angel and her devil on her shoulders. Do you have an answer for uh, us, Katie? Or would you like um, to? You don't have to answer. We can now always come back later you know, and answer yeah. this. We can think about it more thoroughly. But a simpler question to answer is: Where does this movie rank on Elf to Seinfeld for our guest host? I would say four. Okay, also, so it got worse as you got older. It, it, okay. it did. I mean, there are some parts again, like <laughs> Eartha Kitt's cat voice was great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. I mean, there's mostly there was nothing that I was like, oh, I can't believe. Like, there was no hidden. Really hidden like humor that for like the parents. Well, and there's that's what I that's yeah. what I think of. And, and it, there is that that sort of emotion when you watch a movie that you loved as a kid and you find yourself checking your phone a lot more than you thought yeah. you would and kind of going, "How long was this movie?" Yeah, you know, it was it was shorter than I remember. Yeah, so that was nice. it's a very short movie. Um, and the the <laughs> actors again are great. Yeah, they fit these roles perfectly. Well, see, then for me, it's a bit of the opposite spectrum. It actually got a little bit better. Like you said, it's not really the jokes that turned it around for me because, you know, being 12 when we saw it and the humor wasn't very adult, like you said, Katie. So the jokes didn't really change for me, but appreciation for the voice actors did. Like I didn't realize who, you know, all the extra. I didn't know who Patrick Warburton was. You I didn't, didn't know who Eartha Kitt was. I didn't know who yeah, Eartha exactly, Kitt was. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. no, now I appreciate the character so much more. So I'm going I'm <laughs> to give do it, it a nice, Cindy. Yeah, every <laughs> now I know, I know, but now it's stuck in my head. God, I'll I'll send you that link because it's it's a really funny yeah. video, and I'll put it in the show notes. But yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a seven. See, I can't. I have to abstain this. Uh, this yeah, because you didn't because see this I movie. Didn't as a kid. See it, yeah, I didn't see it as a kid. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I ranked shivers despite the fact that I didn't see that until I was a grown up. <laughs> what did you rank it? Negative three. Um, remember <laughs> that was my Alf pitch. He commits. Uh, he gets drunk, commits vehicular homicide, and then spends his life in prison, getting prison raped. Okay. <laughs> so that that was how Whoa. I felt about shivers. You she didn't, didn't listen to that episode. I did listen to that episode. I do not remember that. No, she I specifically yeah, said she that. Didn't, about she didn't care movie. for the movie. I, and it wasn't my favorite yes. movie. It was, <laughs> was however, it? my <laughs> least favorite movie. Oh, and I will say, I think my shoulder angel and devil will be Marshall and Barney from. How I, How I Met Your, your mother? mother. I think those would be great. But who's the angel and who's the devil? Marshall is the angel and Barney is the devil. Because <laughs> always, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I could see Marshall snapping. Uh, I could see him snap, but he still was like he was always that He's was what teddy. he was for Ted. I think like Barney was always encouraging to suit up and go lick the Liberty Bell, and <laughs> Marshall was always like, "No, don't do that." Well, I, he was like going to the Liberty Bell, like singing in his car. I watched that episode. I, recently, I, I'm clearly. definitely gonna go with. <laughs> Uh, Alan Rickman for the devil and Ooh. Robin Williams for the angel. You're going to get so worn yeah. out. Like, well, that is true. <laughs> After about, oh my God. That's going to be exhausting. Rickman. I'm on it. <laughs> because Rickman <laughs> and the genie. Yeah. That's like a Heath Ledger combo of like super high energy and, and like nothing. very mellow. Yeah, very and like, mellow energy. Yeah. That's an upper and a downer on each shoulder. <laughs> that's crazy. Well, yeah, and I, think, on that, I'm, I think I'm going sticking with Tom Hanks and Eartha Kitt for sure. All right. Well, on that bombshell, uh, 
these are the things that people tune in to hear. Oh, hell yes. You know, who would your angel and devil be? Hey, this is what we pep tell our us. episodes yeah, with. Tell us. On and social uh, mediums. <laughs> on social medias, uh, which there are accounts of us. On Instagram, yes. You can find us at Hindsight is Horrifying. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook at Hindsight Horror. And uh, we will, uh, as soon as we figure out when we're going to do our next uh, variant party, we will let the fans know. So we'll you put guys, the word out there yeah, for you so guys. you guys can come and meet us. Uh, we had to make sure that our guests weren't going to murder each other in the first party because you never know. Imagine how that... if the troll showed up. We had jalapeno oh, poppers like... and cookies. Yes, we did have poppers <laughs> yes. and a puppy. <laughs> and Adam and Jason woke up a week later, sans livers. <laughs> yes, there was there were there was a dog. There You're were poppers. Welcome. It was just like college. It got um, wild. <laughs> it was... So yeah, if the troll shows up, I guess I'm host. But you yeah, know, it, well, just we'll bring drink... milk. Yeah, that's true. We'll we'll have to keep our eyes out for for like yeah. a really a really short balding man with a uh, um, a trench coat and obviously nothing on underneath it and a dish towel that's inexplicably starchy. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 so listeners thank you as always for joining us after i'm just completely disgusted everyone thank you so much that was great and you know it they loved it uh, absolutely loved it i'm so glad so katie once again one of our reigning champions of appearances thank thank you so much for joining us again in the studio well it's always a joy having you here thanks for having me absolutely Insiders, we appreciate you joining us uh, for your drive time, your listening time of any sort. This has been Dark Jader, and this is Hindsight and Good Night. Good night.